Resturni Radio presents Genesis, Volume 1 of Commentaries on the Pentateuch by Rusas John Resturni, narrated by Jeremy Walker, produced with permission by the Chalcedon Foundation. Chapter 5 The Creation of Man Genesis 2, 4-7 These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to, to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Verse 4 begins with the statement that these, i.e., Genesis 1, 1, 2, 4, are the records of God's creation of the heavens and of the earth. Genesis is a series of records collected into one volume. Genesis 2, 4, 5, 1, 6, 9, 11, 10, 11, 27, 25, 12, 25, 19, 36, 9, and 37, 2. Except in this instance, the word translated as generation means family records. Genesis is thus a collection of documents contemporary with the facts reported. In verse 4, two terms are emphatically used to describe creation, created and made. The word translated created is bara, and made in the Hebrew is kasa, appointed. This is a double stress on the deliberate act whereby God brought the cosmos into being. In verse 5 through 7, we are given specifics about creation not mentioned in Genesis 1. Verse 5 takes us back to Genesis 1.9, the beginning of the third day of creation, when no plant has yet existed and no herb had yet sprung up. From the beginning, and apparently not until the flood, there were no rains, this, if so, would make Noah's prediction of a flood all the more absurd to his contemporaries. A heavy mist or dew watered all the of the earth. Conditions in the pre-flood era apparently also made for longevity. The entrance of sin and death into the world, with Adam's fall, did not fully erase the glory of the original creation. This came with the flood. In verse 7, we have an account of the creation of man. In Genesis 1, 26-28, we are told that God created man in his image. Here, we are given the rest of the story. Man is indeed an image-bearer, whereas all things else were fiat creations. In man's case, God did something other than create out of nothing. He made man, he molded him, out of armable earth. Thus, while man is God's image-bearer, he is also reminded that he is dust, and he shall return to dust. At his fall, man is reminded, quote, For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Unquote. Genesis 3, 19. Herman Babnik ably analyzed the doctrine of man's origin, essence, and purpose in our reasonable faith. Man was created, according to Genesis 1, 
26-28, to exercise dominion over God's earth, to be God's vicergent, to apply God's rule and law to all things. Man is called to be a child of God by the adoption of grace and king over God's world in him. Quote, Being children of God and heirs of the world are two things already closely related to each other and inseparably related to each other in creation. Unquote. Bavnik called attention to three particular emphases in Genesis 2. First, there is a statement of man's original home, the Garden of Eden. Here, man is assigned a particular task. Second, man is given a probationary command. His task defines his relationship to God, because man is given a command and a warning against disobedience. His task also defines his relationship to the earth over which he must rule. He is, until Genesis 4.25, called the man, Ha-Adam, because in Eden he represents humanity. Third, Genesis 2 gives us the institution of marriage. Calvin said of the creation of man, quote, Concerning other animals, it hath before been said that the earth produce every living creature, but on the other hand, the body of Adam is formed of clay and destitute of sense, to the end that no one should exult beyond measure in his flesh. He must be excessively stupid who does not hence learn humility. Thus which is afterwards added from another quarter lays us under just so much obligation to God. Nevertheless, he at the time designated to distinguish man by some mark of excellence from brute animals, for those arose out of the earth in a moment. But the particular dignity of man is shown in this, that he was gradually formed. For why did God command him immediately to spring alive out of the earth, unless that, by a special privilege, he might outshine all the creatures which the earth produced? Unquote. God first formed man, and then he gave man the breath of life. Luther used the expression in his translation, a, quote, lump of earth, unquote. Verse 7 stressed that apart from God, we are dead men, merely clay or earth. There is an interesting fact about verse 7. It reads literally, quote, and the Lord God formed man, the dust of the ground, unquote. Strictly thus, man was not formed from the earth, but made a formed earth, as Parker reminded us, quote, we are not responsible for our own existence, unquote. but we are responsible to God for our conduct. He is our Creator and our Lord. The word translated in verse 7 as formed usually describes in the Old Testament the work of a potter. A living soul means a living creature, a person or personality. The word soul does not mean what modern thought conceives it to be. It means life, vitality. The word created, bara, means ex nihilo, out of nothing, so that in making man, God created him out of nothing to be his earth, and then made him alive. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15.47 refers to this verse, quote, The man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven, unquote. Gerhardus von Rad observed, quote, When God withdraws his breath, Psalms 104.29, in Job 34, 14, man reverts to dead corporeity, unquote. Man lives only by the breath given by God, 
who at any time can, by his sovereign will, withdraw it. This creating act is repeated by our Lord. In John 2.22 we read, quote, And when he had said thus, he breathed on them, and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Unquote. In the Septuagint, the Greek in Genesis 2.7, uses the same word as John 2.22, emphasise. The word creation of man looks forward to his regeneration. The new man, recreated by Christ's atonement and justification, is made alive by the Holy Spirit. Quote, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, unquote, is, quote, Labete nemuna hagion, unquote. This word receive is retranslated from the Greek as take, Matthew 26, 26, Mark 14, 22, Luke 22, 17. In the accounts of the institution of communion, the word means in these instances that a gift was bestowed upon them. The lump of earth God made in Genesis 2, 7 was totally passive. The new man is again passive as the Lord gives him life to regenerate him. The life given to the first man, Adam, was a revocable gift. The life given to us by the last Adam is an irrevocable gift. Man, while created out of the earth, is still separate from all animals because he is a special creation of God and his image bearer. Man is a creature made out of earth, but he is also God's image bearer with a task that sets him apart from every other living thing. Psalms 8 is a celebration of man's calling to dominion, an obvious echo of Genesis 1. Quote, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth! Who has set thy glory above the heavens? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. What is man, that thou art mindful of him? The son of man, that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Unquote. 